Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of the Redheaded Preacher Podcast. I'm Richard Lanford, the Redheaded Preacher of St. Peter's United Church of Christ in Skokie, Illinois. We are an open and affirming congregation in the United Church of Christ. This is a, these are the scriptures and the message preached on May 9th, the sixth Sunday of Easter and Mother's Day in some places known as the Festival of the Christian Home. Our scriptures read by our church president, Jen Schneider, are Isaiah 66, 10 through 14, 1 John 5, 1 through 6, and Luke 1, 26 through 38. The message, which is briefer again this Sunday, is called A Mother's Prayers, A Church that shares. And before going any further, please uh, let me offer a brief word of prayer. Creator God, it is with some awe that we pause to give you thanks for the words that ultimately come from you, to give you thanks for whatever spiritual community surrounds us, and we pray for it, on Mother's Day, we pray for moms, present, future, past, and in not so much praying for our past mothers, but giving thanks for all that they were by nature and by grace, um, reflecting traits of you. Bless this time of listening, and we ask this in the name of Christ, the bread of life. Amen. And here we go with our scriptures and message for May 9th, 2021. Our first reading is Isaiah chapter 66, verses 10 through 14. Coming at the end of the book of Isaiah, the prophet is talking about a rebirth of Jerusalem after the exile in Babylon and its rebuild. There is a vision of the city's prosperity and wealth. Rejoice with the excuse me, try that again. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her. All you who love her, rejoice with her in joy. All you who mourn for her, all that you that all you who mourn over her, that you may nurse and be satisfied from her consoling breast, that you may drink deeply with delight from her glorious bosom. For thus says the Lord, I will extend prosperity to her like a river, and the wealth of nations like an overflowing stream. And you shall nurse and be carried on her arm, and dandled on her knee. As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. You shall see, and your heart shall rejoice. Your bodies shall flourish like the grass. And it shall be known that the hand of the Lord is with his servants, and his indignation is against his enemies. This ends the reading from Isaiah. Our second reading is from the first letter of John, chapter 5, verses 1 through 6. Unlike Isaiah 66, this, is, uh, this one is from the lectionary suggestive readings for this Sunday. It is the first letter of John, chapter 5, verses 1 through 6. 
Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the parent loves the child. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. For the love of God is this, that we obey his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome, for whatever is born of God conquers the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, our faith. Who is it that conquers the world but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not with the water only, but with the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one that testifies, for the Spirit is the truth. This ends the reading from 1 John. Our Gospel reading today comes from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. <clears throat> In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your room and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child will be born holy, he will be called Son of God, and now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month for her who is said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here I am, the servant of the Lord, let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. Here ends the scriptures for today's worship service. Thanks be to God. I hope you did not mind hearing the story of Gabriel visiting Mary with the proposition that she give birth to the Son of God in May. I was drawn to the story in part because Mary is a biblical mom whose faith is lauded, usually in December, because of her response to the angel. She had such profound trust in God that she said yes, knowing quickly what risk, shunning, gossip, hard work, and possibly being a single mom she opened herself up to. I imagine she spent a lot of time in the intervening months praying. We can presume that Mary prayed fervently for her future son. I presume moms of faith also prayed and pray fervently, daily, if not several times a day, for the child soon to be born from their womb. 
Christian mothers may pray for their kids more powerfully, more anxiously, more regularly than for anyone or anything else. Prayer comes from faith, not unlike Mary's. Mary was blessed with a cousin within visiting distance, Elizabeth, who was also pregnant, although she was considered past the age. After six months, Mary went on the lamb from Nazareth to get support from this female part of her family who also got an angelic call. They were able to be there for each other for a while before Elizabeth gave birth and Mary returned home to face Joseph, if that didn't happen earlier. We do not know what other support she got. We do know Joseph changed his mind and chose to marry her, thanks to an angel, Gabriel, visiting him in a dream. So there was love and companionship and shared responsibility. Prayers were answered, it seems. It was not all smooth for the Holy Family, as we are well aware. Donkeys feeding trough, anyone? But they kept their faith. God provided and while, near, while still near Jerusalem after the birth, they went to temple in Jerusalem for Mary's rites of purification and for the dedication of Jesus to the Lord. Although not at home, they received the spiritual support they sought in their Jewish traditions there. Now, not every mom, Christian or not, has that level of support from their family community, or even a house of worship. They may pray vociferously, but perhaps alone. They may face some of the things Mary did, like disenfranchisement, a fiancé who does cut out while being presented with being a dad, especially to mm, another's child, or poverty and its accompanying horrors. I'm especially impressed with the level of hardship faced by single or divorced moms while their kids are still young, especially the first 20 years, maybe. The amount of work they have to do just to keep up, just to do right by their kid or kids, can be overwhelming. We have single moms in our congregation. I know part of their stories. The burdens any mom or set of parents carry together is heavier when the mom is mostly on her own. Even when these single moms have family support, they, will, they still must do heroic work in raising their family. I'll bet the single moms who pray, pray a lot for strength as well as for their brood and for more. They do receive answers in a way, at least through the joy they get when their kid or kids smile at them or make them laugh or make them proud. Now, moms, single or not, do not have resources aside from family and perhaps social services. They might not, is what I mean to say. They, they, whew, I really got this mixed up. Most moms, single and not, do have resources aside from family and perhaps social services. They have us. They have their local churches or other houses of worship. They do not have to belong. Moms pray. This church and others are a place 
and a community that will join you in your heartfelt prayers. As our country and the world as a whole grows increasingly disinterested in and disbelieving in the existence of God, are there a lot of mothers who do not even think that a local church can be a safe haven, a community of prayer and support and welcome? And if so, how might we change that? In a booklet for parents contemplating baptism for their infant or youngster, it is laid out that a baby comes into the world totally dependent upon his or her parents for meeting all their needs. Babies need shelter, nourishment, clothing, security, medical attention, love, and being held. Babies also come into the world with spiritual needs, for they have souls. Moms and dads pray for their kids. I've touched on that. But there's more. We are always so grateful to learn of parents who really take the time to help their kids' spirits grow in faith, service, and in love. Churches are called to help moms and dads provide their spiritual needs, if not in other ways also. We are a resource for them beyond being a community that can be with them in prayer. We are a community, just as Isaiah prophesied, of Jerusalem being one of prosperity, joy, and blessing to its citizens after Israel's exile was over. Rejoice with Jerusalem that you may nurse and be satisfied from her consoling breast, that you may drink deeply with delight from her glorious bosom. You shall nurse and be carried on her arm and dandled on her knees. Jerusalem, excuse me, the community of God's people, Jerusalem, are so blessed they are able to turn and bless all those within the community. And then we get the Lord's self-comparison to a mother to God's people. As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem, said God. Jerusalem, the holy city, a gathering of God's people together. Thus, we can say a community of faith in God is blessed by God and called by God to bring consolation, nourishment, and even to carry us from time to time. I want moms to believe their local churches can be and are safe places and people who provide spiritual and other resources to help, to minister to, with, and for you and yours. Churches are communities of faith, servant faith, and we seek to support and help kids and moms, not to forget dads, you know me, in fulfilling, if they made a bapt in fulfilling the baptismal covenant, even if their kids are not baptized here or are not baptized at all, we are to be, I think, like little Jerusalems of Isaiah 66, through the grace of God. You know, when things are running normally, as in pre-virus, 
we have nursery during worship, Sunday school and confirmation. When we have enough for a youth fellowship, that has been there. Those prayers continue after pregnancy and after a child is born. So I've got an idea for this congregation. In our newsletter, we list birthdays and anniversaries of those who submit theirs to be included. How about listing during any given year the names of those who are baptized here in that year and any children of our friends or members born that year? So for the rest of 2021, for example, we'd list Evelyn Loach every month in the newsletter, reminding us to pray for her and her parents. And we'd list Atlas Fink and Harrison Kuros II, who were born this year, and list them for the rest of the year, reminding us to pray for them and their parents. How about listing our confirmation students for prayer? The whole year of the process, and maybe the rest of the year after they confirm their faith. And maybe there's a way to keep that up in the newsletter after that important year. This is about the support of prayer and remembrance. These are spiritual and programmatic ways of support. We also support parents with their babies in their need through what's become the annual, annual Advent and Christmas collection of infant supplies like diapers, wipes, and such. They go to the community's moms through the Niles Township Food Pantry. We support our community's new parents, whether they know it or not. Because they don't come with stickers saying this is from St. Peter's UCC. When a baby is baptized here, we promise our support. That includes having a Sunday school. Now, Jessica Schneider is going to be in college this fall. We'll be down a teacher. If we are to fulfill our baptismal vows, it's up to us to provide another, to serve the families in our midst today, whom we honor, pray with, pray for, and serve. Thank you, moms. To God be the glory. Amen. I hope you enjoyed that somewhat different take on Mother's Day and Mother's Day in relationship to communities of Christian faith. Next Sunday, we'll be preaching on May 16th, the seventh Sunday of Easter. I do not know what the scriptures I'll be following for the message will be yet. There are some good ones that are suggested by the lectionary. Ascension Day falls in between Sunday, May 9th and Sunday, May 16th. Ascension Day, that's the day when the church recognizes the resurrected Christ had walked the earth for 50 days, or was it 40? And he was taken up into heaven, ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. Well, that's this Thursday the 13th. 